0: Your dad is supposed to be your first love. He put me through a lot. I would cry every day when I was a little girl. I wish I had somebody that would would have told me. I didn't know who was real and who wasn't. Hello, everybody. My name is Jemiah Walker, and I'm the CEO of Daddyless Daughter Incorporated. And you're listening to The Journey Without Him. Jamal, I've been looking for you. March 14, 2014 at 3 p.m., I met you at Applebee's. You walked in 20 minutes late, one hand in your pocket, looking side to side casually, as if this wasn't a moment that can change our history. My mother told me to go in with no expectations, keep my dreams behind mother bars and my heart on lockdown. So I kept my head down, afraid to look up and see my own reflection, Afraid to look up and see my own reflection because I have the same face as a man I can't trust with the same deep black hole in my chin that everybody thinks is beautiful, but it's just a constant reminder of a dark childhood. Moments later, I heard a little boy's voice sound like wind chimes, scream, sister. He ran to me and he wrapped his nine-year-old arms around my torso and he began asking 21 questions. Where you been? How old are you? You got a boyfriend? You bet not have no boyfriend. Jamar, these are the questions you were supposed to ask, but you stood there silent. As I stared at the wall trying to fight back uncontrollable tears, could you see eating lunch with a stranger is awkward, but it's even more painful when that stranger is your father. My brother looked up with confusion and asked you, why was I crying? You said nothing, but your eyes said it all. How you cheated on your wife with my mother and labeled me an accident. How you were present at his birth and absent at mine. How me and my brother share the same DNA with different last names. You told me you wanted to, but a father died of relationship after 17 years of being absent. 17 years of being absent. As our food arrived, I couldn't even eat. My stomach tangled around, and not a hope rising in my throat, you pointed to your forearm. Or my name, birthday, and zodiac sign was tattooed on you in dark blue, stretching from the middle of your arm to your elbow, as if you were there when I forced my way out between my mother's legs. I guess that tattoo was supposed to be your form of my birth certificate. I don't see how you can have me carved inside of your flesh, yet I can only remember seven times you embraced me, Jamal. You still play hide and seek with your manhood you carry my birthday around on display But every year when April 12 rolls around you change the number so I can't ask you for anything But all I want was your time because you can't put a price tag on a disabled heart Jamar when you look at your arm, do you really think of me? Or is that tat just for show? Just like you brag about me being a poet, being a 106.1, performing in front of more than 10,000 people, but you ain't been to not one of my sold out poetry shows. That day at Applebee's, you vowed to be there for me. Jemiah, I want to become a better man. But four weeks later, April 12, 2014, on my birthday, you changed your number again. That blood diamond I hope I had was shattered. Jamal, I'd rather have my tongue cut out of my mouth before I ever refer to you as Daddy and Lynch before I ever tell you I love you. see, I'm done trying to find answers on the crust of your lies and acceptance on the outline of that tattoo. You see, I heard you can't erase tattoos you have to cover them. Just like you can't erase me, so you tried to cover me up and hide. Many men have to cover the names of their first love when things fall apart, turning past women into black roses, blooming undefeated necks. But how many men do you know have to cover the name of their firstborn or black roses that they never watched grow? I know one, you. You see, Jamal, I'm done.